Afterlife is an explicit podcast not suitable for all viewers. Please check the episode description for more details. You feel nothing except for a spark of what is just a little bit of life in this mindscape where a fog rolls out and then a cloaked figure comes to greet you and says, Welcome. You're a little late to the party, but essentially what you're here to do in this new world is to prove that humanity has a second chance at living. Humanity, in its sense, is on a downward slope into chaos. And I decided, as death, to take the worst of the worst, which is you and three other beings, and throw them into the world of the infinite domain to find and destroy your pillars. Now know that the reward that awaits you after you defeat your pillars will be one of where you can make a wish of any kind and I will grant it. But now it's time for you to get to work. Boom. And from there, you feel like this jolting, as Brett would say, in the back of your navel. And you get brought into this small village where you start sucking in everything that you possibly can, people, buildings, structures. You can hear and feel their torment as they enter in your body and assume into muscle, bone, and flesh, and you wake up. As you look around, you're able to notice that you were in what was once a thriving farming village. There are townhouses, barns, the like all around you. However, where you are standing now is at the epicenter of what looks like an explosion. All of the surrounding buildings, debris, everything was sucked in and formed into you as you were formed out of this glowing orb. And as you look around, you notice a few people out in the fields start slowly, almost coming out of like the cornfields, walking towards this utter destruction of their home. So then if I could get you to roll a D4 for me. Three. So from that three, this is going to be the amount of people that you absorbed into you in order to form your being. So you absorbed what seemed like mostly women and children along with some elderly. So you can assume that it's like the wives of the farmers, their kids, as well as then their elderly parents slash grandparents that are living in this farm town. This crater that you're in is a good 20 feet wide, destroyed probably good four or five buildings. The number of people that it took as well as like structures to form your body ended up being probably about 15 or so. And then if I could get you to describe what you are wearing, it is going to be the same outfit that you are wearing upon death. So what would that look like? I was wearing a band t-shirt with a necklace that had the tragedy acting pendant on it, as well as ripped up cargo style jeans that were pinch rolled and high tops. All right. So as soon as you feel almost like the strings that are holding a puppet up, almost as if you feel those strings be cut, you are suddenly free to move around. However, before you are able to do anything, your body goes through a purging session where all of the impurities that were absorbed into you as you were forming from this orb are then purged from your body. So basically you're like throwing up shit yourself. You have like gunk coming out of your pores. So not a fun time. So your what was once probably okay looking clothing is now fairly soiled. I sit there for a second trying to process and gather thoughts, I notice that I'm shaking uncontrollably. And from sweating everything and everything coming out of my pores, I am starting to almost get slippery in this explosion base because it's creating like mud on the ground because I'm so wet. I sit back and kind of crisscross applesauce, bring my knees up to my chest, kind of fetal position, um, start looking around, trying to understand exactly what I just went through as far as meeting death and then being projected into this area, trying to grasp the concept of even time from how long I had been dead to now. I try and stand up and can't. So I sit there for a little bit longer. And then I notice that people are approaching, finally coming to a realization of, oh shit, I just <laughs> absorbed kids and people that had families. This probably is not going to end well, their reaction. And I automatically jump into a defense mode and kind of fight or flight of what is possibly going to happen next. So as you look around, the people that were approaching the crater have now formed a loose ring around it. And you see farmers holding implements up, pitchforks, scythes, hammers, the typical farming shit, and they start kind of talking to each other. So you hear in the distance, Donnell, Donnell, the backyard, the backyard is a huge crater. Honey, have you took your meds this morning? I guess I took my medicine. Why did you tell me? Okay, okay, I'll go out and check. I'll go out and check. Jesus Christ. You hear footsteps walk towards you, and then the guy's eyes widen just a little bit, and then he goes, oh, 
shit. And he squints his eyes and he walks forward hesitantly. And then he looks down to see Ariana and he goes, hey, hey, are, are you alive down there? I am not quite sure what is happening. I don't know where I am. Okay. Um, you're not one of them city folk, are you? You're, you're not from the capital? We don't want whatever you're selling, if, if, if so. Who's the capital? <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Darnell, did you not see what happened? There used to be buildings here. There used to be people here. Look at her. Look at what she's wearing. Look at what she's done. Clearly, there ain't something right with that girl. Off in the distance, you hear Hope trying to move through like the crowd of people. Generals, please just make a, make a wall, please. Oi, cunts, get out of the way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. We're going to roll with it. Move, move. Okay. All right. Honey, fuck. I'm like slipping into like country accent. It's, I know you're scared right now. Fuck. I, it's hard. This is it's hard. It's going to, country. It's like, it's slipping. Maybe just rock the country. No, like have her no, be that, because that, that was Doug. I mean, he could, nah. could, I could also be a I wanted to be more Southern eloquent girl. though. British, isn't it? I know you're scared. But we can help. Fuck you, Brett. Let me <laughs> let me live. Just let just, me live. Just run okay. with it. Yeah. Uh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> okay. Your hardest action for the character that's going to do the most. You might have to do Southern Belle. I'm, 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 just, I'm not going to do Southern Belle. I'm just going to talk with a normal voice with her. Honey, I know you're scared, but we're here to help. I know that you're terrified. You don't know anything, and that's okay. Just please come with us. Who is we? I don't... We can't really speak about it here in public, but trust me, we're allies of yours. Where in the blue blazes you think you kids are going? She killed my wife. Sir, calm down, please. I'm trying to handle the situation trust me. Also, sir, I'm very sorry. I had no intention on hurting anyone. Uh, so with him now talking back to Hope, the rest of the crowd just starts to get a little unruly and she goes, calm down, calm down. Hey, everybody, calm down. Oi, cunts! And the whole crowd dims down good, like a low roar. All right, Hope, passing it back to you. Mm, that's not, it just doesn't, fuck it, that's what it is. It's gonna be a shitty Australian accent. <laughs> we'll deal with it. So Hope, in a moment, is broadcasting her voice to everybody's mind. She's not moving her mouth, but everybody can hear her individually. And she goes, I am hope with the rebellion. I know that you guys want to figure out what's happening. And so do we. But we have to take the necessary precautions to be able to see how we can get this solved and resolved. So please, 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 please let me handle this. And we will pay back whatever damages that are done in this little village. My wife. I know that what happened to your wife was very, very tragic, but it's not her fault. Look at that girl. Do you think she knows what she's done or what she's doing or why she's even here? That ain't my problem. Eye for an eye is what we say around these parts. You can try it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, with all due respect, ma'am, let's not try it. Also, I cannot apologize enough for what happened, but she is correct. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what happened. It was not intentional. I don't know anything. I don't know what's going on. I know that I cannot ever fix the pain that you're feeling right now, but I need you as hard as you possibly can to try and empathize with me that I have no fucking clue what's going on. So if you guys could give me some clarity, I don't know who the rebellion is. I don't, I don't know anything. Hope reaches her hand out to you and says, here, let me explain. She shakily reaches her hand out in hesitation and I take her hand and I say, lay it on me. As you take her hand, almost as if it's like digitizing and apparating at the same time, there's a blanket that comes over you and it's a warm blanket. It's something that feels very nice and homey, but it's also drying off your clothes and it's making it to where it absorbed all the moisture, making it to where you're dry, you're clean, almost as you're throwing your clothes in the laundry you're taking a bath all at once and then the blanket digitizes off of you and then she goes we have a lot to talk about walk with me am i supposed to just leave these people here after the damage that i've done no no we'll we'll take care of it i have my generals here to help rebuild i need to get your ear to be able to fill you in on all the information that we know i will agree to go with you only if you promise to make sure that these people are taken care of from the damages that were done we have a deal we were going to do that anyways so you guys then walk behind this barn that is secluded enough to where you're out of earshot of anybody and to where you guys can have this conversation and hope goes so this might startle you but you're not from here correct i would assume so where is here well you're in the world of the infinite domain you're not the only one who came in like this and to be honest with you this is an oddity because i don't know why you didn't show up with the rest of them the rest of them 
there's more like me. There was four more, but now there's only three more. One of them didn't make it and he died before we got to him. But oh my God. You guys are an oddity. As soon as she says you're an oddity, can you roll for damage? Yeah, can you roll a d4 for me? Four. So on the back of your left hand, you feel as if somebody is branding you, and you look down and you see that there's this symbol that is carving out and it is forming this blue energy, and you are just writhing in pain. And Hope grabs your hand and says, I know, I know, I know it hurts, I know it hurts. Ah! Pass, I'll what pass. What the fuck is going on? This is where you guys become an oddity. And she points to the farmer's thing and she goes, do you see like on, on their shoulders, do you see that little marking right there? Uh, yeah. Okay. And it, it looks like the same blue aura that is in your hand. These people are called marked. These people are the most disenfranchised people ever. And we, the rebellion, are helping to free these people from the tyrannical rule of Azrael, which is the king of the capital. Now, everybody who is disenfranchised in the sense that mark is usually just one straight line and it serves as like an ID for people. You guys have something way more complex and we don't know what it is. We know that Azrael wants it. You guys are important somehow and we don't necessarily know how that fits in or plays in. We've been calling what you guys have on the back of your hand a sigil. Who is Azrael? Azrael is the king of the capital. King. Brought in by the dragons way, way long ago. Dragons. Wow, you're really not from here. Yes, uh, dragon. The race of dragon. Do you know? I mean... Do you have dragons where you're from? I've seen movies about dragons. I've CGI work of dragons. CGI? Oh, God. Yeah, it's... It's is, like is CGI another race? No, it's oh god, it it's a movie. Do you guys have movies? What's a movie? Oh yeah, no, I'm not from here. Okay, okay, so yes, we have. Do you know what a dragon is? I mean, we. I hope. I don't know if we have the same definition of a dragon. They're big, bestial things with wings on the back yes. of them. Okay, and scale fire. Some of them spit fire. Some of them have different attributes and whatnot. Oh, Azrael is the king of these people. He came into power a while ago and they look at him as if he was a messiah are you marked no so then how do i know if i can trust you i'm the leader of the people who are trying to destroy the people who oppress the mark i hear you say those things <laughs> however very hesitant right now let me show you and she holds her hand out i take a second to think about it i am grasping my hand still in pain and reach out my right hand take her hand shakily in hesitation both of your guys' eyes roll back in the back of your head and emotionally you feel pain and sorrow and an explosion of power from her. And in the center of all this stuff, you feel this immense hatred for Asriel. And then you hear this screaming as if it was in another room say, dad, please no. And then it cuts and she goes, I want to say that we're winning this war, but we're not. And the people that have saved me are dying. And you see tears welling up in her eyes. And she goes, you guys are my last hope to save my family and the people I love the most. So I'm not asking, I'm begging. Will you please help me? I squeeze her hand tighter and put my left hand over our hands that are already being held. I look her directly in the eyes and say, take me where I need to go. Welcome back to Afterlife. My name is Brennan Gifford. I am your DM, accompanied here with my co-DM, Brett Benner. Our, well, I guess now four strangers are flung into the infinite domain trying to find and destroy their pillars. Hello! Um, my name is McCandless Harrison, or Kane. Uh, I am the changeling monklock Fendalto Pendleton. And my fun fact is that Fendalto, while he was homeless for a stint, was ran over by a food truck. He got hit by a food truck. Kind of food truck. And it's not the first kind of food truck that has hit him. But it was the one that gave him a settlement. Is it the same food truck as the last time? No, no. He got, he's been hit by two ice cream trucks and a food truck. Quick yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. So is it just like this one company that just has it out for you? That owns he, like a plethora? Maybe. It could be the one that his dad owns. I don't, I don't know. He doesn't know. He's just been hit by a Mexican food truck and two ice cream trucks. Fair enough. So daddy issue. We're moving on to TJ. Hey, I'm TJ Waddell and I play the character Lucas Gray. He's a uh, human blood hunter. Um, Lucas's fact this week is regarding Christmas because it's almost Christmas time here. The, his family actually doesn't celebrate Christmas. 
Christmas, but uh, they, they still do things just as like a gesture to their city. So his favorite memory is being driven through light shows just with like hot chocolate. He just likes it. It's peaceful. His least favorite memory is feeding the homeless because they're like gross and smelly, but he, he wouldn't admit it to anybody. You guys can laugh. Vindalto. Vindalto was homeless. I hate the homeless. Did you add that after you heard? No. no, no. I, I, I came up with that one first before I found the favorite. Actually. You said, fuck you, Anderson. <laughs> He was That's why you don't truck. have a fucking home. <laughs> it was, it, no, it was Lucas's family that ran the food trucks. <laughs> oh my god! It's all coming together. The family fortune is oh, food yeah. trucks. <laughs> Hi, my name is Aaron Rash, and I am a high L phantom rogue. And my fun fact for the day is Ophelia's favorite Christmas song was Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives, specifically because on Christmas Eve, she would always watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in hopes that Santa would finally come and visit her. Oh. Fuck. He never did, but. Oh. Or whore. Ophelia's a whore? I was saying Santa Claus, but she would have been a whore for Santa if he would have visited. Hey. (laughs) She said, I would be a whore for you. (laughs) Instead, she's singing Santa Baby. She would have opened those legs instead of the chimney, but you know. Wow. That's a statement. (laughs) (laughs) That is a hell we're we're dying on today. She wanted his stocking stuffer. Okay, Raven. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and. Guys, it's okay to laugh. (laughs) It's kind of hard to with that one. You just see it and it's just there and you're like, uh. Also, before we move on, we also have, we added a mic on. Ivan, the guy behind the board, will also be chiming in with some funny commentary here and there. So if you. Did we add a mic? We did add a mic. <laughs> what are you speaking on right now? I am Raven Reed. I play Ariana Wren. I am a bard elf. And my fun fact is Ariana likes to break out in random songs if certain words trigger certain songs for her. It's just something she's always done. So like, it's just random. It happens. It comes and goes. Has there been a situation where she's broken out in song and it was just totally inappropriate? Oh, more often than not. Do you have a specific example? Any few. Funerals. She doesn't oh. have like a tape in her head. It's just as they come up. Literally, it just, it's just yeah. it comes right. if you say certain words. It oh god. <laughs> god and there it. we go. Again Fuck. already. Is that spurry songs? It doesn't. Put on the spot. I'm thinking of like all the sex songs that I know. I'm like going through my repertoire. As Kane, I know most musical theater people. I had a like one of my friends had like you could say the the number thirteen, and he, there was some musical yeah. theater. So it's it's kind of like that. Like yes. you say a word, do you just start singing to yourself, or do you like? Like, no, out loud. Well, yeah, but like, do you start singing it like quietly to yourself? No. Okay, like you no. start performing. You will hear me. Okay, that is all. That's the clarification. <laughs> it probably I is the musical theater. God fact. God fact. Hi, I'm Brett. Hi, Hi Brett. Brett. <laughs> Today's D&D God Fact is about one of my personal favorite characters, Gilbert. This dude is just a treasure trove of just shit. Yes. Clean <laughs> garbage, hot fire. Between Mikey and Gilbert, I just hate Brett at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just wait, there's more. So Gilbert is one of the only people at the Resistance to have physically gotten into a fight with Pepper, the seamstress. And that is because Pepper is upset at Gilbert because he is the only person who no matter how hard she tries will still constantly rip out of the shirts that she makes. Even the ones that are supposed to magically fit the size of changing beings, he is still somehow able to flex his way out like Hulk shredding through his shirt. The listeners cannot see this, but everybody just has irritation <laughs> on their face. Nobody is like, um, ha ha ha. Everybody's like, fuck this dude. No. <laughs> so he put hands on her? No, 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 no. no. no it, was, it was the other way around. She put hands on him and he was just kind of there like... Did she win? I am not only upset that Kane has never met Pepper but that Finn hasn't because Finn would probably like Pepper but that would probably be the first person in the resistance that he liked strangers hey did you know that we had premium content yeah Yeah. one of the perks we have is a discord where you can post fan art and interact with hosts of the podcast parentheses TJ (laughs) so shit really what else do we have Premium content like ad-free episodes, various miniseries, and After Party where we talk about the podcast and go off on ridiculous tangents, a.k.a. Brennan. You go. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I'm just shocked. <laughs> where is that on the script? Okay, well, where does my money go? Not to charity. <laughs> Ugh.
It helps us grow and continue to put out content you love. Not to mention, you could give us questions for After Party. Where do you go for that? Well, if you want to support us and help us grow, go to patreon.com slash afterlifepod. It's got to be like $14.99 for like all that. And plus, you guys probably raise your prices like Netflix, right? Um, You know, first tier is only $5 a month. And you guys don't raise your prices? Eight, that's less than my Pornhub premium subscription, so I'm in. Ah! So I type the P. No, 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 don't look at my screen. Don't look at my screen. So that's P. It'll autofill. Okay, pay patreon.com slash afterlife okay i see you guys awesome all right well i'm gonna continue with my porn on premium description and i maybe get that equally as good <laughs> equally as good last time on afterlife so you guys came back on your first mission successfully and then what you guys did after that was you guys talked to lieutenant dan for a while you guys talked to hope for a while and then hope laid a bombshell on you guys letting you guys know that another one of you guys that appeared in the world we're gonna pick it up from there so I have somebody that you guys might want to meet. And as Hope opens up the door, Ariana walks in through. And as you can see on her left hand, it is the same sigil that is on your guys' hand. Hope continues on to say, so we found her shortly after Suya died. There was a little farming village outside of the capital that she appeared in. And it was under the same circumstances of what you guys came in with. She exploded on the scene, killed quite a bit of people, and we rushed there fast enough to get her. That's why I couldn't come and greet you guys and why you guys had to go find your friend, the, the fourth one, and find him to help us out with that. And plus, we probably wanted you guys to, you know, at least get some closure in that sense. Her name is Ariana. Ariana, if you want to make a introductions, these are the people that you'll probably be hanging around with most of the time. Um, hi, I am Ariana. Obviously very new. I don't know much. I don't know really how I got here, but apparently we share something in common. And I guess I'm here just to help figure it out. I, I look towards Hope and I say, so do you not trust her either? No, it's not saying that I don't trust you guys. To be honest with you guys, I, I trust you guys more than you guys know. So whenever you guys went to John. That was kind of a test. And you guys passed with flying colors. You guys didn't give away where the resistance base was and there was opportunity and you guys didn't take it. As much as I do appreciate that, I I, I trust you guys enough to at least let you guys roam around and do whatever you please. I'm not going to keep you guys in the locked room anymore. You guys will have free reign to go and do whatever you guys want. But just know that these people are my family and my allegiance is to them. Well, it's nice to meet you, Ariana. I'm Finn. Lucas. Ophelia. Hi. I'm not, again, quite sure when people say who they're affiliated with, and I don't, I'm still figuring out what that means. Same here. Oh, good. Yeah. No, we're also picking up the pieces. Don't worry about it. Heard. We've been here probably, what, a day longer than you have? Maybe two. It all blurs together for me. We'll catch you up on what we know later. I actually can help clarify on some of that information. So when Finn was under... To be able to get to the crux of what was happening, we had to infiltrate through a magic source to be able to to get into his mind, to be able to see what the problem was, to get a correct diagnosis. Well, that gave us some more information on your guys's, um, what are you guys, sigil, sigils, correct? Yeah. So your guys' sigils actually have a time limit on them. We're guessing it's about a year from what it looks Before like. Before what? That's what I'm getting to. When, uh, whenever she says a year to live, you see Finn will smirk and then sit down and put his back to the wall. We kind of go into the fetal position, sort of. I, I don't I don't know what that's about, but it's not just a year to live. The conditions that were written out and from what we can decipher of it, because it's, what you guys have on your hand is, is really high-grade magic. You guys will be erased from all of existence, not just only here, but assuming from where you guys came from as well. Anything that you guys have done or are doing, anybody you had communication with will cease to forget. Children will be erased from existence. If you guys have children, I, d I don't know. From that, we want to help you guys figure this out. And um, as I said earlier, I can help you get to the place where you guys need to go. But we believe that you guys are the key to helping free these people here. So as I said before, as long as you guys help us, we'll bring every resource we have to you guys. But these are the stakes that we're looking at. Question. So you want us to save all of these people, right? And then I guess we're supposed to do something with these pillars. Pillars? Yeah, I think... Uh, we know she doesn't. Oh, 
you just expect us to help you for no reason? As I stated before, I know where you guys can go to be able to get some answers to your sigils. Well, hold on. This might help me piece together some stuff. You said pillars. What? What is that about? Uh, Do you mind if we take a little quick huddle? Yeah, for sure. I understand. I mm-hmm. guess do what you need to. I grab Finn and Ophelia. I'll, I'll stand up and I'll kind of... You, you... We'll, we'll come over to your corner okay. and crouch <laughs> next to you. Yeah. You notice that Finn is kind of in a days. He's cognizant. He's paying attention, but he's not fully there mentally. Ariana's kind of standing there looking back and forth between the group and Hope, not knowing if she's allowed to join the huddle, if she is supposed to stay close to Hope. She looks at Ariana and says, at the end of the day, your allegiance isn't to me. It's to them. You guys have this thing that you guys are dealing with. And to be honest with you, I'm not going to stop you or them from doing what you guys need to do because I understand the stakes of what you guys are dealing with. So don't. I never could understand, but I I'm, don't say you understand because understand. you don't understand. I understand the severity of it. Are you going to disappear from existence in a year? Because I don't think you understand what we're going through at all. We're panicking. Ophelia turns around back to Finn and she tries to hold it together as best as she can. Finn will stand up and almost like he's done this many times before. He puts his hand on your shoulder. and Whose shoulder? Uh, Ophelia's shoulder. And he'll say, it's okay. We'll be fine. We can get through this. Yeah, I just, I just I just wanted to know if I should mention the pillars to her. I mean, there's no harm in it, I assume. Well, we don't really know anything about them, but it wouldn't hurt to say something. Ariana tries to, like, walk over slowly. Finn puts a hand up, and he's just like, and he doesn't even look in the direction as he notices motion. And Ariana instantly stops, feels even more excluded from knowing anything in the situation, and just kind of starts to shut down. So do we want to see if she has a pillar? I mean... Yeah, we want to find out, I'm sure. Then Fen will walk over and are you shutting down like as in like you're not mentally there? Yes. Okay, so he'll come over noticing that. He'll wave in front of you, just kind of like snap you back without having to actually like touch you. We have a little bit we can talk about before. Come on, sorry. And he'll walk back over to the group and um, kind of get back in the half circle, giving you an option to walk in, be part of the circle. Ariana's thinks for a second, slowly walks over and just kind of stands there, arms crossed, obviously feeling defeated in itself, but even more so excluded, just kind of waiting. Welcome. So I don't know how much you know, but when we got here, we were originally brought to the king like immediately, who's total dick, by the way. Um, You should start asking her first. Okay. We were aware of um, pillars. We were greeted by a specter. Were you also greeted by a specter to get rid of some pillar that you had in a previous life? I can answer that honestly, but with all due respect, if I'm not completely trusted or accepted and I have less answers than you guys, then I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like, what do you want from me? What do you expect from me if you don't want me to be a part? We need time to be able to trust you. Which I understand. I have as well. But if you didn't just hear, we don't really have a lot of time. We have time for a conversation. We're looking for one answer and then we're good. I was told of a pillar. Wasn't given any more information. That's the only, that's really the only way we know that we're on the same side here. Yeah, so so we're on the same boat. Let's all row forward. I trust you more than just about anyone other than these two now. So heard. Ape strong together. Yeah, Lucas, ape strong together. Um, so we know very little about the pillars, but we are also not sure what information we should disclose to anyone that's not us. Well, if it helps, I wasn't given much information other than to be brought here. I did hear of a king. I heard that I am part of something that is supposed to potentially be the key to save something. I don't know why, but that came after I got this mark on my hand that hurt like a bitch, if I'm being honest. I have no information. You guys know probably a hell of a lot more than I do. We'll definitely debrief you on everything that we know, so you're at least on a level playing field. What questions do we have for... Hope, or should we kind of sidebar for real in a different room by ourselves so we can conversate? All right. And whenever he passes, he puts a hand on Ophelia's shoulder again and then walks up to Hope and goes, I think we need to figure out what exactly we want to ask because we're very scattered in what we want and we don't want to waste your time because you're obviously busy and we don't want to waste our time. So 
I would like a, at least like a, a recess for like 30 minutes to go figure out what we want to know. For sure. Will this room suffice or should? Well, I don't know. I, I look around. It's because it's Lieutenant Dan's Yes, room. it is Lieutenant <laughs> Yes. I'm looking around. I'm like, it's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it. <laughs> I'm like, um, I mean, if it's a, uh, is this room fine with you guys? Yeah, that's fine with me. Is it fine with Dan? Well, it, it's fine. I think I think it'll be okay. And then uh, you hear him from the other room. It's not fucking okay. It's not fucking okay. Like, no, get out of my fucking room. And then he go- she goes, uh, it, it's fine. It's fine. And then she walks out and she goes, what the fuck are you doing? And then he goes, "I, it's my fucking room. Yeah. Don't you see the situation that I'm in? And then you just start to hear them like trail off Got in it. their speech. So you can and hear them like walking away arguing. What the fuck is Gilbert? Did he leave? Is he gone? Gilbert's grounded. He went to his room. Brennan's sidebar of dramas with NPCs is my favorite thing. (laughs) So after they leave, I close the door. I'm going to go look for bugs. There's lots of bugs. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I was like, there's a lot of roaches around here. like wiretap bugs, but yeah. (laughs) Roll investigation. Now I'm dirty, Dan. Ooh. You ready for this? Four. There's a lot of dirty laundry around, so you Uh can't really... Tell. Got it. If anybody else wants to roll an investigation, I anyone else wants to do better. <laughs> Sixteen. Wait, plus five. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right. 21? So you are able to notice that there is one camera device that is in here. It was the device most likely that he was using to communicate with his hoger. Um, however, like whenever you guys came in, you could tell that it was like glowing and now it is like dimmed, almost like a power light. You do also notice some socks that are laying around that are, are a little bit more firm than others. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> so there's a camera, right? Roll an arcana. It's an eight. Eight. With your limited magical understanding, you are able to tell that this device um, seems to be like a two-way communication where right now Unless like this device were to, for lack of better term, like call out to another device, it will not activate. How big is it? Uh, <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> it's kind of like a half basketball dome type thing, um, just okay. made of like a crystal. There's a camera, but there's a camera. Nothing to worry about. Oh, um, I go grab one of Lieutenant Dan's like jackets or shirts and I throw it over the top. You have contracted. Fuck, not again. Um, <laughs> you didn't grab the sock. <laughs> I didn't. No, I avoided the sock. It's a landmine out here. Uh, Jesus Christ. So after I cover it, I uh, turn around and I go, "Okay, well, um, first things first. I guess we should debrief you on everything we know." So. Did you also murder a bunch of people on accident by being birthed into the world? That is correct. Were you guys approached by the townspeople after you did said incident? Lucas shudders at the thought of the being made of people. I put my hand on Lucas's shoulder. <laughs> it's like, extremely smooth. Yeah, pat, pat, pat. Um, no, he has a sweater on. I'm making sure I don't touch his skin. <laughs> no, we were approached by two of uh, the king's head guards. Yeah, no, I was approached by the families of the people I killed and had to have that conversation. Oh, yeah, I'm no. Sorry. I think we wiped out like most of the town, so... We had four of us coming in, though, so it's a little different. Well, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. Um, moving on, we were escorted by um, Icaril and Percival, the uh, Royal Guard captain and the captain of the guard. Okay. They escorted us, gave us very, very limited knowledge, and then threw us in a cell, which we escaped and then came face to face with King Asriel. And he slaughtered easily 50 people, if not more. For what purpose? Because... um, Someone missed a note? No. We tried like a prison escape, basically. Yeah, we were doing the the prison escape. And and his response was just to kill other people. Was to murder everyone except for us because we were special. And then, yes, a a musician played the wrong note and was slaughtered and butchered in front of us. And then after that, we had a conversation. Gilby, the... Have you met Gilby? Who? Gilbert. He's a very, very large man. He broke through. He kind of... Here's another test. He Kool-Aid manned through the wall. Does that make sense to you? As Ariana's listening to all of this, she starts to sit down and just bring her knees up to her chest and her hands to her head like she's about to lose her mind trying to piece everything together. Okay, um, this is a lot for you. Start counting down from 10. 
10 to 0 and point out three things in the room that you see. Ariana starts counting. Her first thing she sees is a dirty hard sock and it kind of lightens the room a little bit. <laughs> um, she mentions the jacket that was thrown and something that was written on the wall. These are grounding exercises. Um, I had to do a lot. I'm very familiar as well. Thank you for that reminder though. You feeling better? A little. It's a lot, but a little. Yeah, I know it's a lot. Kool-Aid man, does that make sense to you? No. Okay. Um, it makes sense to me, but not in this world. I don't know what that. There's no actual Kool-Aid man. I'm saying like, it's a reference to where we're from. And I was just also seeing if you were. Yes. Okay. I am aware. Okay. So after that, I was unconscious. So I don't know what happened after Gilby busted through the wall. I was made unconscious. So I'll let these one of these two pick it up from there. Then Gilbert led us to a couple of guards in an alleyway, three of them. And it was me, Lucas and Suya, our partner before. And we had to fight and we had to leave Suya behind after he was slaughtered in front of us. And he took us to the rebellion base where Finn was uh, taken care of and uh, <laughs> the best that he could be. And me and Lucas were both and we waited for Finn to wake up and then we were brought to our prison cell and we tried to make bunk beds, which was unsuccessful. That's not super integral <laughs> to the story. I'm back. Um, I was awake at this yes. point. So if I may interject. Yeah. If we're supposed to be helping them, why are we being held in a cell? Because apparently we're very dangerous. Whatever magic threw us into this world and had us slaughter many people caused us to be um, a threat. Was this, I'm sorry, to clarify, were you guys held at the Capitol or with the... Re Both. 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 Our room was essentially a cell. There was like 30 fucking locks on it. Oh, God. They had an intercom system. You'll, we'll probably end up in the same fucking room, so you'll see. So what I'm hearing is no matter what side we're being held, prisoner, captive? We're always under someone's thumb. Yeah, because we have no knowledge, so where e we're sitting uh -huh. is we trust each other, and you're, I trust you now, so... Even if they don't, I do. We only have an allegiance to ourselves and this sigil. And now that we know that the sigil's a fucking timer, we will have to expedite any plans that happen because we don't have any. Because we have no knowledge, we don't know what's going on, we don't know what to... I mean, Hope said she had a lead, so... So we're supposedly the most powerful, but we're being held captive. That's, uh, yeah. Because we don't, we can't tap into that. I mean, I can't. Can you? I mean, I'm still trying to figure out where the hell I am. <laughs> so cool. Same boat. Quick, same boat. Just thought of this. Um, didn't the king have the same sigil as us? No, it was a little bit different. A little different. Okay. He didn't recognize our sigil, but he was very intrigued and interested in us. That's why he kept us alive. Which is a little terrifying. But very. I hope we don't meet him again. Well, alive. If we take him out. Foreshadow. So... As far as questions for Hope, yeah, I guess we mentioned the pillars to her. Maybe if she has any knowledge of where to find them. I will say Hope is who found me. So she came and rescued me. And when I had questions, I was given the exact same information as you, but she gave it to me by like taking my hand and it just instantly happened. I feel like she will answer things honestly. I, like I said, I know nothing, but she pulled me out of that situation that was dangerous and brought me to you guys because she believes that we can do good. So I know nothing. I have not been through what you guys have been through. I do believe though that she will answer things honestly, if you want my opinion. I mean, I'll be straight up. We're gonna use whatever resources we can. And if we help the rebellion while doing that, cool. I am vehemently against the king. So that's where my only stand is. I have no issues with the rebellion other than a few select members. But I mean, they seem to be on the okay side of things. But yeah, questions. I feel you. I want to know what she thinks we can do for her people when she hasn't done anything for us. Well, I mean, she did allow us to see Suya again. I am curious how she has a lead if she doesn't have much information. No, I know. It sounded suspicious. like she was just somebody that would know more about our sigils. Yeah. Okay. As long as it's not Mikey, I don't really give a shit. You did well, not like Mike. I, <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, do we have a list of people we do and don't like? So I'm a little caught up. You guys keep saying names, and again. Got it. 
I have only met hope in you. Um, is there a notebook around? Yes, yes. You're able to find a notebook in what seems to be like a standard pencil. Is it crusty? It is not crusty. However, you see poorly written like love notes. Yeah, oh, like, like, oh, you not the hoger. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let Brennan describe what some of those notes say. I'm proofreading. Okay. <laughs> Nothing is spelled right. There's not a single word. It's all in uh, Orcish. <laughs> They're all poems that. Land poetry. <laughs> yes, it's land poetry. It is. So, so what you guys have found is Lieutenant Dan's notebook of slam poetry. As what you can see, he vents out his grievances about just a lot of the generals and a lot of like the responsibilities of what he has to do. So the first one that you see, he says, "Big and thunderous, mighty as all can be, but his mind." is like the dumpster fire of all that you can see. I can't think of any so of so the dope. So on, <laughs> no so on and so forth. So that was good, yeah. Um, I, I looked through this. Um, is there any information that's like actually, like you said about other generals and stuff like no, that? It's just, it's, no, it's just his feelings about okay, the other okay. generals. Oh, it's okay. his feelings. But he doesn't drop journal. any names like that. As you're looking through, there are two names that kind of stick out that you have not encountered yet. There is one that looks like it's spelled as Richard. Dick. And another one that is... Fitra. Fitra. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you, Voice in the Sky. Yes, the other one is a name that is Fitra. That, that's how Dan spells it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is there anything else is like alluding to what they do or anything about them or just their names and how he feels about them? More just feelings Got and it. emotions. Nothing concrete that you could really ascertain, especially without seeing who these people would probably be referenced to. Um, with Gilbert, you're kind of able to piece it together that it was referring to him being a, a muscle head um, because it. you've encountered Gilbert. Yeah. No, okay. That makes sense. Okay, so what I'll do is I will not take the whole notebook, but I will tear out like a few of the back pages that we can write on and then I'll hand it to you so you can write them down if you need to for names and stuff and so you can keep notes. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So Hope, obviously leader of the rebellion, King Azriel, leader of whatever city, country, world we're in. Capital? I mean, we don't know how much he rules over. We don't know if there's countries. We don't know any of the infrastructure really about the world. So okay. that's pro general knowledge, probably a good thing to figure out. Would be a good question. Yeah. Do we want to write that down as a question? Yeah, sure. Write that down, write that down. <laughs> Ariana starts writing down bullets next. So we have Hope, leader of the rebellion. We have Lieutenant Dan, a lieutenant, I assume, unless that's his name. It could be. I don't know. We have uh, Gilbert, who's a muscle head, probably one of their lead enforcers. Absolute idiot. He's on the fuck you list. Um, Lieutenant Dan's kind of okay. Are these all a part of the rebellion? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm giving you rebellions first. Okay. And then we have Mikey, who's the scientist. That's everyone I've met other than the few people we've met like Doug and we met a <laughs> invisible I know about invisible uh, Doug who was like an informant out there and then she uh, yes she. she I apologize she was an informant out there and we met John who's an invisible shopkeep but he seems to be playing both sides that's the rebellion. Okay. And then for the capital, we have King Azriel, King Percival uh, is the royal guard captain. Icaril, who's captain of the guard. Um, we have, uh, we know of a name, uh, Tenebris, which is the informant for the rebellion. And we also know about Scorno, but I know very little about him. I know he was a jailer. He was a drunkard. Yeah. I didn't know if you knew anything more than that. I just know if one of the rebellions afraid of him. Thought he killed Suya. Oh, yeah, yeah he so killed obviously. Suya. And as Finn is naming people and everyone's interjecting, you see Ariana just like frantically scribbling and trying to fit everything in. And we can repeat this later. It's just we're just trying to give you the information we have. And you'll probably meet most of them. Hope, well, Hope hopefully not. not the capital <laughs> people. Yeah. Other than that, we've met some creepy cleaner dude who seems to be heading Schmidt. the yes yeah, Schmidt who heads the cleanup crews for anything that happens around the city Schmidt happened yeah that's the name of the yeah clever but other than that that's pretty much all we know those are all the people we've met not all the people but most of the people we've met <sighs> okay yeah I know that's a lot take a breath just we'll we also need to percolate on our thoughts about what we want to ask I do appreciate, though, the information and you guys helping try to get me up to speed. So next question. Okay, next question. So the first question is, what the fuck does the world look like? Can we look at a world map, an infrastructure, like figure out what, how the world works, what Geography. kind of currency? Yeah. Agreed. Pillars, too. Pillars. Yeah. Have any idea on our, do we want to put pillars and sigil in kind of the same thing? Maybe yeah. something with like how to, if it has great power, how do we access the great mm -hmm. power? And I feel like they may be very apprehensive about us tapping in 
into that power, especially so early in our relationship with them. So be prepared for that wall to be hit. Unless they really do want us to help and then they're going to have to teach us how to do that or we can't help them. Well, true. I mean, they want us to help, but we're going to need that power to help them. They're going to want to keep us under their thumb. Fair. We are a tool for them. And so we should treat them as much. True. So we have infrastructure. We have sigil and pillars. What else? Does anyone have anything happening with their body that their limited training has not tapped in on and maybe information that you personally want? Have you noticed you can do anything crazy? Um, I'm new. Okay, that's fine. I know literally nothing. So I will cast prestidigitation. Oh, I'll cast light. So you'll see uh, Finn will, his eyes will kind of roll back into like this nebulous galaxy and his hand will emit a strong like light. Well, I got some magic powers and also I can change my shape. Like as I guess it's a race in this world. Okay. So I can shape shift limitedly, but I can. I like that. Yeah, I'm not really anything special so far. I don't even look different on Earth. I can carry this really big club. I thought we left your club behind. We did. It's at the garage. Yeah, it's in John's garage. It's in John's garage. The good news is it's probably not going to be anywhere. Probably hasn't moved. Probably not. You tried to call it like Mjolnir? I hold out my hand and I (laughs) try my hardest to summon my club. I like to take a step back just in case. (laughs) (laughs) You just see Lucas just stare intently at the door. Pops a blood vessel. (laughs) And nothing happens. And then a fart lets out. It is pretty far away. And I just keep holding it. All right. Uh, Nothing yet. Okay. But I'm assuming you didn't always look like an elf? No, not previously. No. Okay, cool. Does anyone have any questions about themselves? What's this weird hair coming from? Just kidding. <laughs> I sweat a lot. I just <laughs> no, I think that's it for me. So, okay. So infrastructure, sigil pillar. I'm going to ask about figuring out why I can do magic or where that comes from. But like, I feel different. I don't know why. I should probably ask what happened back with Suya. <laughs> So we have essentially four questions. One, what the fuck is going on in the world? Trying to see like a world map, anything like that. Um, Sigil and pillars. I'm going to ask about magic or if there's anything that you guys can do that you couldn't do previously. I mean, maybe they can figure that out because maybe you guys have just have not found out about it. And then the Suya absorbing thing where that craziness happened. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We used to have four people. One that came from Earth. He ended up dying in battle. And our first mission for the rebellion was to go retrieve his body. Our friend here, Ophelia, uh, absorbed his essence, essentially. That's all I got. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Cool. It felt weird after. He looks like this, and I show you my sweatshirt. Wait. On his sweatshirt, you see a picture of, like, Cerberus. You know, like the three-headed dog that guards uh, Hades. But each one of its head looks a little different than a normal dog. It looks more like a wolf person. So you only had one head. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. That, that, that is something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do you have any questions? I know you have a million. He died? Yeah. He was basically cut in half that way. During a mission? No. No, we were trying to get back to base. Oh. It is when we were escaping the capital. Okay, so we can die here. We like can. The- mm-hmm. Why? Well, I mean, I feel the sigil putting a timer on us. It sounds like we will die here. No, no, we won't die here as long as we stick together. The power of friendship. Yeah, that will ape together strong. Right, Lucas? Ape, ape strong together. <laughs> so, yes, we can die. Okay. Do you have any questions? I'm processing. Okay. Do do we, should we just invite think, the back yeah, in here? We can yeah, just I think it's... Circle back. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll put a pin. Yeah, we'll put a pin in that. Yeah, yeah. And process later. Finn goes over to the door, opens it up, and looks down the hallway. So I will towards the door, and I will open the door and look out the hallway to see if they're hanging around. So Lieutenant Dan is just like kind of whistling, and he looks at you and goes like, "Oh, hey, if you guys want to follow me, Hope is in her office and answer any questions that you guys need. If you guys want to follow me, um, hey Dan, yeah, we needed to write some stuff down to fill our new friend in. I took it out of a notebook. I Wait, pull, I pulled oh, it out of the back of a notebook. Which notebook? Um, was it titled, or would I have had to read what was inside of it? You could tell from like the color of like the the top of it, like it was like a yellow spiral notebook. Um, it was some yellow spiral notebook. Oh. I didn't read it. Oh, okay. I saw that there was that's, I saw that cool. there were things involved, and so I just flipped to the back to there was open, empty pages. I mean, if you did read it, I mean that's not a problem. It, it, I I'm kind of an artist, so oh? yeah. Oh, I you should show me sometime. Yeah, I, 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 I think yeah. you guys. So we have this cool bar down the street. They do slam poetry. Now, oh, 
I was a poet and you guys didn't even know it. Yeah. See, see what I did. Okay. Wow. Hey, yeah, hey we're, man, that's can I kill crazy. Myself with these <laughs> <laughs> you that's, said KYS. That <laughs> is crazy. As he looks towards whoever is right behind him was like, Lieutenant Dan then like looks at you, his eyes widen. And he goes, gives me some inspiration. He pulls out a, like a little notepad and he goes, kill myself with daggers. Cool. Now it can be like every other slam poetry <laughs> session. You get it. Cool. Batman transition. Batman transition. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. <laughs> we Batman transition to Hope's office. You guys are met by this overarching door. When it opens, you guys can see Hope sitting on the front part of her desk aligned with Gilby, Mikey, and then two other individuals there that you guys don't know. Hope says, come on in, guys. I'm here to answer any questions that you guys would need. Don't mind. These, these are just my generals. Well, I will introduce them to you guys here in just a second. But yeah. As we walk in, Ariana rips out her paper of notes of people and she starts looking through and trying to estimate who goes to what and what she can figure out frantically. I'm assuming Finn was kind of towards the front, but as soon as he sees Mikey, it's a dead <laughs> stop. And then he turns around to everyone. He's like, I think I should probably stay outside. What do you think? I mean, yeah, if, I mean. That's okay, buddy. We got this. Yeah, we, that's why we wrote him down. Yeah. Ariana starts writing down Mikey really not liked by Finn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see you writing that down and I go, uh, put that next to Gilby too. She draws an arrow. Um, all right. Well, I'll take a step outside. Hope looks at Finn, looks at Anne and he goes like, Hey, uh, where, where are you going? I, I thought, I is there a problem? Do you want to go outside and have the conversation? We can. Nope. I trust them. I'll just be right outside this door. I will go nowhere. Okay. All right. All right. Um, stay in my room and pretend I don't exist. <laughs> Well, we could also leave the doors open if you don't want to come in. That's fine. Sure. I'll listen from outside. Okay. All right. Perfect. So just to get introductions out of the way, you guys have already met Gilby. Unfortunately. Oh. And then looks at Gilby and Gilby is slowly pulling out baby oil out of his pocket, but it's like a travel size one that he thought he could sneak by. And then Hope within in an instant grabs it and she goes, Dan said you're grounded. Oh. On the first aw, you guys hear a heavy thud from the outside. <laughs> Same. Ariana starts writing baby oil next to Gilby because she's <laughs> taking notes. Uh, you guys have already met Mikey. Um, Thud. <laughs> this is taking time out of my research. This better be important. Just sit down. Okay, so... Sorry. Uh, and then uh, the two that you have not met, so then she points to the male. He is... A linkier type of person. He's taller. He's sitting about like six three, six four. Looks cooler than the rest. Almost too cool to be in the room. And he gestures over to him, and she goes, "This is Richard." Did I hear that right? <laughs> yeah, you did. Did you want to? Yep. I was, okay. I was trying to get in character. Sorry. Yep. Good day, cons. To be Australian. What's Australian? Never mind. You guys are peculiar. I like it. Okay. And then she gestures over to a female that is tapping her foot really, really fast. And then she goes, and this is feet. And then as soon as she says that, she walks out and she goes, I can't fucking do this. I can't. No, no, I'm not fucking doing this. No, I'm, I can't. No, no. And she walks out and then she walks past Ben with this look of anger, resentment and sadness. And then Hope goes, just give her some time. Um, whenever you guys came into the world, her brother was in the blast. And she was opposed to this idea, but I mean, she was outvoted. So, how old's her her brother? <laughs> was her brother? What was her brother? I'm so sorry. Uh, he was an adult. Oh, so why? Oh, thank oh. God. No reason. That wasn't better. I'm sorry. Thud. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it us or was it Ariana? Oh, I mean, it was from the initial blast. So, oh, it, so it, it was. was one of us. Oh, okay. okay. Don't loop me in. It wasn't me. Clearly. He was an adult. Ask where he was. From outside in the hallway. Oh, where, where he was. <laughs> Anyways, so questions. What can I answer? How can I help? Oh, um. Where he was. Sorry? I think it's going to do more harm than good oh, to like us. Right. Ariana whips out the piece of paper where she was jotting everything down. <laughs> Scratches. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks to the two and says, do you want me to go or do you? Uh, go for it. If you want. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Um, we have a couple jotted down. 
Okay. Okay. What does this world look like? We obviously come from a different place. How much land? What does it look like? Yeah. Definitely. A map. Is there a map? Do you even know what a map is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They could not have it's one. Yeah, actually, I have it tattooed on my back. Gilby <laughs> 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 just flexes. <laughs> this I, is the uh, capital. Uh, <laughs> the <is> right here. <laughs> and the bathroom uh, is that way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely have a map. Um, Mikey, can you do your thing? I've got this. And Mikey taps like on his wrist, almost like he's a little keyboard. All right, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and directly out of his wrist is like projector and it's projecting a hollow. Sorry, I didn't, pro- I didn't enunciate. You didn't project. Uh, yes, I didn't project. That's not. Gosh, damn it. I fucking hate you. <laughs> that took you a second. It did. It took me longer than it should have. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> so out of his wrist projects a map of the world, and I will show it to the players now. It's flat. If you got shut the is fuck it pan, up. Is, it, is the world Pangeic? Yes, yes. The, the world is okay. Pangeic. So Hope points to, if you're looking at the Legend of Zelda map, it's the lower left portion of it. The capital is is surrounded by water on the outside of it, on the outermost ring. So it's kind of like a port city, in a sense. What the fuck is so funny? <laughs> you said bottom left and it's bottom right. Oh, it is bottom right? Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, I was like, who's I wrong was in this scenario? Laughing at Brett circling yeah, I was gonna say, it was, it was really so funny. funny. Having Brett circle, I'm sorry. You describe and not being able to look at it, so you're just using your memory. Yeah. So, yes, it, it's on the lower right. Wait, my right or your right? Oh my god, I'm not doing this with you. Our right. So, from what you see there, it is a port city where the three rings are encompassing all the way up until the water, and then from there, uh, she points at the map where I just described, and she goes, we're right here. And if you circle your way out, that is where we get more poverty stricken. Capital does own some land outside of that, that they basically recruit these people, make them become marked, and then disenfranchise these people, steal their land, and then sell them on this idea of hope that they are eventually going to live this luxurious life. That's essentially the crux of what we're dealing with here. There are other kingdoms around the world, but a lot of them don't talk to each other unless they're warring. Hopefully that clears some things up. Do you guys have any more specific questions about the world or anything? And for clarification, Finn, are you staring in like through the doorway to see the map? I am literally sitting on the doorway. That thudding is my head slamming against the wall uh, or the doorway. And so whenever a, a map starts getting described, I'm yeah, I'm peering in. I'm not in frame, essentially. I'm just like... Is, right is there the a way wall. I can download that to my power band? <sighs> I can get you copies later. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to put you out, bud. <laughs> Hope then nudges Mikey in teenager fashion. Uh, Mikey just shrugs his shoulder in like a very like, what? You know, type of tone. And then she goes, be nice. There's no reason for you to act like this. <sighs> I am being nice. Anyways, I'm sorry for his attitude. Um, he's just mad that he's not working on his toy. So do do any of the other kingdoms, are they involved in this rebellion at all? No. We've tried to gain support, but Asriel is really, really powerful. And whenever I first picked up Ariana, I showed her a glimpse of my experiences in here. And to be honest with you, I would like to show you guys what that is if you guys are open to it. All you guys have to do is just touch my hand if you guys want to know this. If not, that's completely fine. But I'm literally reaching my hand out to you guys to show you guys just the damage that Asriel can do. And as Hope does that, Ariana walks over to Finn and puts her hand out and just says, trust me. I know it's hard, but you just, you got to trust me and offers to walk him to Hope. That way he's not walking in the room by himself and doesn't feel alone. Um, Finn will like uh, look up towards Ariana and his face is like changing. It's almost like flickering a little bit. And he goes, I don't need to know. Appreciate it. I'm good. I don't need to know. Defeated, she kind of puts her hands down and walks back to the group and says that it's worth taking the time. Ophelia, reluctantly, she slowly walks towards Hope and she looks back at Lucas and says, it doesn't hurt to have all the information. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Ophelia reaches her hand out to Hope. Let's relive this hell. So as soon as she grabs your guys' hands, almost forming like a circle, you guys feel this electricity coursing through you and your eyes roll back similar to what Lucas and Ophelia know as the mindscape. Instead, you have this disassociation with yourself to where you know that you're not yourself, but you are hope. You're not in control of your actions. You're just reliving past experiences. 
And we start out as a little girl roaming the streets of the capital in the innermost ring. She's wandering the streets, stealing food. You kind of can get this sense of like loneliness and despair that she's in. And she arrives at an orphanage to where it then skips in time and then it becomes night. And then she gets under a cover. She turns on a light and then it shows this blueprints of this one big tower slash apartment building. And then the light shuts off and then the lights come back on and she's at the apartment building. You can see that there is, there's paintings, there's finer decor, there is essentially rich people shit. And then out of nowhere, a Molotov cocktail flies through the window, explodes in the apartment. The apartment is now set on fire and she freaks out and doesn't really know what to do. She tries to run, but the fire is spreading too fast and the architecture of the apartment is now crumbling down and she falls and gets trapped under debris. There is this man that comes up that is in really a black mask and sees this girl unconscious on the floor under debris. She wakes up and she looks at him and she knows she's going to die. She doesn't even beg for help. It, with a clean getaway right to his right, he looks back at her and then he lifts up the debris and takes her out with her fading unconscious. Then we pop back up back in this hospital room. You see the man come up and says, you were sleeping for quite a long time. Do you not get like a good eight hours? She just looks at him, kind of turns away and tries to find the clearest exit out, but her foot is handcuffed to the hospital bed. And then he says, no, 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 don't do that. Okay. Look at me. I'm willing to give you something to eat. Please just take it. And then he pulls out this tray of food and then he sets it on her bedside table. And like a scared dog, she comes in and just starts eating. Well, once you finally like stabilize, I'll come back and we can have a talk. He leaves and then we fast forward about six hours or so. He comes back. She looks like that she's doing fine. What were you doing there? What's it to you? Well, you don't look like you have a mark on you. So your parents have to be worried about it. What do you know about it? Huh? Parents, a good life, I bet you. And then as soon as she sees the mark on on not his shoulder where it is on everybody else, but it's the side of his face. She realizes that she kind of spoke out of turn and then she just kind of shuffles away and he goes, hey, I don't necessarily care about your backstory, about where you came from, but what I can tell you is this, we help whoever helps us. So if you want a bed to sleep at at night and if you want food, you're gonna have to work for it, but it's here if you want it. And after that, about 12 to 13 years go by and you can see flashes of her warming up to this man that is named and eventually he adopts her. They have a great relationship. She finds out that he's actually the leader of the rebellion. From there, she rises through the ranks and becomes a general. With her speed, accuracy, dexterity, thieving skills, she proved to be a valuable asset and has become one with the rebellion and actually falls in love with Mike's daughter. One fateful day, the rebellion decides that they have gained enough manpower to be able to attack the capital. They're gonna be sending a multi-attack to different facets of the capital. And from there, everything seems to be going according to plan. They get in, they disrupt what they need to, they send all of the army to one place to where the heavy hitters can go take out Azrael. Whenever the heavy hitters get there to take out Azrael, they realize that he's not there and that uh, the mission's a wash. They were given false information and that they have to retreat. They link back and realize that one of the squads didn't follow them back. And it was the squad of Mike's actual daughter. And as soon as that realization hits Mike, one of the people from Mike's daughter's squad comes in bloody bruised with an arrow in his shoulder. And he says, everybody's dead. Mike, I, I don't know how they knew. Okay, okay, where's Sarah? Where's the soldier's face falls? With Hope seeing that, she breaks down and in a rage goes to Mike and starts beating on his chest with frustration saying, you're supposed to protect us. What the fuck are you doing? This was supposed to be the end of this. Why? And as soon as she says why, you hear off in the distance, almost like a stampede coming. It silences everybody and Mike looks at the soldier and the arrow in his shoulder is blinking. Hey, come here, come here. And he rips the arrow out and he goes, why didn't you check where you were going? And then as soon as he could get anything out, the bunker door blows a hole out with one man sitting in the middle, wings protruded out. Hey, Mikey boy, long time no see. Mike turns around to Hope and says, go, I can't lose you two. Don't play the fucking hero here just because you fucked up. Hope, please, you're the only thing that I have left. Mike looks towards Lieutenant Dan and says, make sure she gets home safe. With the digitized blocks, put Hope in a box. She is screaming, trying to get out. No, 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 Dan, 
Dan, don't fucking do this. And then he turns around to an army. He pulls out both of his axes. He invokes rage. Mike then charges into the army, tearing down soldier after soldier after soldier. They had no shot of dealing with Mike. And then Mike says, I can kill through a thousand of these. I'm coming for you. And then he uses one of the soldiers as kind of like a launching pad and launches up towards Azrael. Shouldn't have done that. And then almost in a blink, grabs Mike by the throat. Mike, you knew you were never a match for me. Mike, with his airway being blocked, he goes, I wasn't trying to kill you. And then he takes both of his axes and hits Azrael in the abdomen. Azrael goes, tickles, and then proceeds to crush Mike's windpipe. Hope, almost like the weight of the world hitter, drops. Azrael drops to the ground, takes the axe out, throws it to the ground, and he goes, fuck. Azrael looks towards one of his generals and he goes, all right, clean it up. And then he walks away. One of the other generals, while all these other women and children are trying to get out to get to the sewers to try to fall back to their bigger base, are now screaming because they can't get out fast enough. Then it cuts back to Hope and then Hope now falls unconscious and then wakes back up with this purple aura in her eyes. With the wave of hand breaks the cube that she was trapped in and everybody can feel this weight upon them. With every step that Hope takes, it almost feels like the earth shakes and one of the other generals says oh a nice plaything, a nice plaything. come and play with me she goes Die. he then starts to levitate in the air with his bones cracking like vecna from stranger things and then starts being put into a ball this ball of a general gets flung towards the army and the army looks at him and then he explodes turning the first row of the army into dust. And then she collapses. You guys then are shot back into reality. She has tears in her eyes and she says, I lost the one person that believed I could be better than I was. And I saw you guys in the same situation. I believe you guys can be better than you guys are. Does she have a sigil in her hand? No, she's not a marked either. She was born in the inner ring where they don't have marks. Any more questions? Uh, yeah, we still have a few. So the sigil and the pillars, you mentioned that you had a lead. Do you know anything about either one of those things? So you know how the marked are marked? The marked is into their skin like a brand. It's like a cup of water. It's just, a, it's a thing that holds magic. You guys have a more intricate cup. We've only deciphered part of that. As far as the pillars go, that was you guys. I don't know anything about the pillars. That's what I was going to ask you guys after you guys got done with the questions. When we all first came into this world, there's an avatar of death that told us each of us would have to find and destroy our pillars. If I had to guess, this avatar of death or the spirit of death that you guys talk about probably means that you have to find and kill your pillars to be able to, to fill that contractual obligation. That's me guessing. But to be able to find out more about this, what I was saying earlier was we know of a place you guys can go to be able to find these answers. It's like looking at an anthill with a magnifying glass, right? You can only see so much, but under a microscope, you can see so much more. I'm trying to get you guys to go to the microscope. But just like what Mike told me, you guys are going to have to work for that answer. So you want us to help you take down the capital so that we can have a chance to find some more information on this? Out of respect for the rest of the team, I think this is a you guys question. Something weird happened with Suya. When we went to retrieve him, there was some magic glow that came about his hand and mine. And it looked like I absorbed it and then he burst into dust. And I don't know what happened, but I feel different now. Whenever it comes to the sigils, it could react in any other way. And it could be why you guys all have the same sigil. Maybe you guys are connected. I, d I don't know. That's just me taking a guess, though. I think it's only fair that if you would like us to help you defeat and take down the capital, which is so powerful that other kingdoms are not willing to partake, then you need to answer questions about what abilities we have, what what can we do that will help you in this situation? What are you expecting of us? Because you can't just throw us and expect us to do some damage. Well, to be able to find out what you guys can do, um, we're going to have to do some training. If you guys are ready, let's get to it. Thud.
Thank you guys for tuning in this week to Afterlife. To roll the credits, we have Kane Harrison as Findalto Pendleton, Tyler Waddell as Lucas Gray, Aaron Rash as Ophelia Afton, Raven Reed as Ariana Wren, Brett Benner as Codium and Writer, Ivan Booth as Campaign Supervisor, Harvey Acook as Art Director and Lead Animator. If you would like to find more of his work, please look him up at Harvey Likes to Art. And lastly, we have me, Brennan Gifford, as a lead writer, editor, and DM. I just want to give a special thank you to all the fans out there who have made fan art and who have been talking about Afterlife. All of your guys' comments, concerns, questions, we all hear them. And we are actually now planning on doing a podcast about this podcast called After Party. It will be premiering on April 24th. Other than that, we will see you next time on March 20th with episode six.